0: I got expensive I got and am welcome to put that coffee down the freight sells podcast for closers my name is Kevin Hill I am your host as always here we're going to talk about sales and we're going to talk about social selling today with Andy Hedrick. He's the founder of Rocket Sales Pros and Trucking Tower. You've probably seen him on LinkedIn. You've probably seen uh, the Trucking Tower podcast. And we are going to go through kind of how you, how you drive your leads, inbound leads, uh, go out and, and sell via social media. Andy, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Kevin. It's always fun talking with you. Yeah, it's always great talking to you too
0: i, I didn't think we were going to ever hit record. We were going to run out of time before we <laughs> hit record because we were just uh talking in the background about sales and entrepreneurship and pivots and good pivots and bad pivots and uh and what the road always looks like ahead uh, of you but Andy, do you want to I, I I'd like for you to introduce yourself as well and uh kind of delineate between Rocket Sales Pros, and also Trucking Tower.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah. So 25 years in trucking industry, supply chain tech, um, and always in business development, right? So I launched Trucking Tower to help companies save time and money. And in the process of that, we started doing marketing of different products and solutions. So out of that was born Rocket Sales Pros. So it kind of expanded from just trucking to other things, financial mm-hmm. investing and real estate investing and various other things. So, yeah, we do trucking tower, trucking f- solutions uh, that we sell in market. And then we have Rocket Sales Pros, which is more sales automation, social selling, digital marketing stuff.
0: Great. So a uh, deep background in, in trucking transportation, too. We're talking about uh, TMW. Right? Yes. TMW, right. you were you were there um, before Trimble and before before that even. So very deep deep experience. What, 14 years at the original? Uh, what was the original
1: entity? Was that TMW? Appian, Appian, Appian Logistics Software. Yeah, that was a fun ride. I was the third employee there, Director of Business Development. And then uh, they were acquired by TMW Systems. And then they were acquired by Trimble. So... Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, honestly, I've had a lot of fun uh, and always been in sales and marketing, basically. And, but it's been a fun ride.
0: So let's talk about sales and marketing. Let's talk about using social media. I, I think we'll probably talk a lot about LinkedIn primarily uh, during the course of conversation and, and kind of how using that to, to do your own sales and marketing, not only for the company that maybe you found, the company you work for, but I, I think very importantly, your own personal brand that is going to be around with you forever and how to, to really optimize how you use social media to, to sell not only today or tomorrow, but in five years or 10 years from now.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's a personal story. I was traveling all over the country, spending a lot of time and money on flights and travel and booking conference rooms, and I thought, you know, I wonder if I could do this digitally, maybe, you know? So I started back in 2018 or so, social selling, uh, basically doing podcasting, videos, stories, right? And lo and behold, we 10X'd our own pipeline in six months, and we spent way less time and money doing that. So then I just kept on going with that. I still think there's a place for in-person meetings and so forth, but uh, you can do a lot of things digitally these days. Um, Social selling, you know, selling a story and uh, leading with value and verified results. That's what I like to say.
0: Yeah, I think that there's definitely a time for face-to-face for meetings. But if you take the the pies, you know, let's say 2018 and take that pie of a hundred percent, right. And you strip away 50% of that face-to-face time. You're not really missing much at all when it comes to pipeline, when it comes to time for revenue, especially since the pandemic, when it was forced upon everybody, it's it's kind of a natural
1: course of business now. Don't you think? It is. I'm so thankful that happened in 2018 because in 2020, I didn't have any conference room meetings. Uh, Actually, February of 2020 was the last one and mm-hmm. uh, drove, you know, down to Dallas to get there from Oklahoma City yep. and uh, three hour drive, you know, and then it was two hours of meetings and then get in the car and go back. And, uh, and in that same time, we literally spent, you know, maybe 45 minutes of actual let's whiteboard this stuff out and talk about what the talk about the turkey mm-hmm. you know yep. so it was like 45 minutes of actual value add time for about eight hours of elapsed time you know so what they call it, windshield time right oh yeah yeah exactly i have a lo- i have a lot of windshield time and sitting in airplanes in my career that's for sure but yeah i mean we could have had that same meeting via zoom whiteboarded it out talked future state and uh Kept going, you know. So mm-hmm. definitely, uh, from that point, obviously, a lot of Zoom meetings.
0: I you think about windshield time. It's in going three hours to Dallas, doing the hour meeting, three hours back. There's six hours you're driving that you can't really do do much. Even if you're riding right. in the car as a passenger, you can't really do much. And, and part of the the necessity of social selling or automated selling. Is that you want to automate kind of your prospecting, your outreach, to where you can be behind the wheel and still be productive, right? Because it's running in the background all the time, That's and right. I think that is um, that that is one of the the key benefits of automating your sales process. Social is a great way to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yep. I like to talk about you build a foundation of what it's in it for the other party, right? What's in it for them. And then you set automation loose to get that message in front of the right people. And it's just running, running, running all the time. A lot of the buzzwords account based marketing these days, you know, but you're reaching out to the people that you want to talk to as opposed to other things, you know, like um, Google ads or Facebook ads or whatever they, they have their place. But um, if I can reach out to three or four hundred executives with something of value that might make them want to talk to me, then I would I would do that, you know, for sure. And so, yeah, sales automation is a big part of it for sure. And that's
0: part of uh, reaching out is having something of value, right? Right. And knowing what that is beforehand, of course, right? But but planning beforehand of of. Training, you know, if you're a salesperson, a see, you know, my book of business or company wide, you want to pre plan out what value you're going to extend and then be on the lookout for accidentally creating value and by <clears throat> and just capturing that and running with that as well. Right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Value and verified results. We have this program we call 2V to 2R. So value and verified results need to be way greater than the risk and the resistors on their side. So make it as easy as you can to sign up and prove the value and verified results on the front end. And it's not magic, but if you do that, you're going to get more deals and more meetings, you know? Yeah. You're
0: definitely going to get your pipeline. Right. And, and that is the, I always think it's a great equalizer. I always say it uh, is, is, if if you're not hitting quota, if you need more sales, contact more people. Because right. if you, if you get that ratio, even if you're a horrible closer or very few deals pan out, if your pipeline, if you have leads coming in or meetings set, set more meetings. Just wh- whatever you have to do with that ratio to to get it in balance, to 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 get that ROI. Absolutely,
1: yeah. A massive pipeline helps. A it
0: lot, does, right? <laughs> Cures all ills, right? It, it really does.
1: <laughs> yes, I want a exactly. massive pipeline
0: all the time, and <laughs> right. I can go to sleep at night.
1: Exactly. Build a massive pipeline, close a bit of it, and you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And you do that for clients right now with Rocket Sales Pros, right. uh, almost exclusively on LinkedIn, or at least that's your primary bread and butter of how to do that. So why don't you walk us through that?
1: Sure. Yeah, we put together programs. Uh, Most everybody, myself included, on LinkedIn will have a resume. Like, I've been here, done that, been to these many countries and this many whatever episodes and everything else. What we do is we set it up to where it's value attracting. So all the whole profile is a what's in it for the other side. And then we utilize automation and follow-up tools and CRM to keep in touch with the people that are warm and get them to hot and then close, right? So yeah, there's a there's a like a foundation and then there's automation tools in play and CRM as well.
0: There, there is. So you're reaching out to executives on LinkedIn. It's all automated, right? Which is right. you're selling while you're driving. Let's put it that way. Go go back into the the window dressing is is having a system to where you're selling, even if you're driving or sleeping or eating. It doesn't matter that that machine is
1: always working in the the the, the background. That's right. Yep. Exactly. It's always working. I can be sleeping. I could be driving. Uh, it's always generating conversations, appointments, um, deals, basically. And it's always running. It's always on. Um, of course, we don't send messages in the middle of the night and so forth, but it's always going. And the cool thing that I've seen, and it goes back to 2018, it just grows and grows and grows when you're delivering things of value and following up with not spam, which doesn't work, but giving them things of value and nuggets and and so forth. Then the pipeline just continues to grow. And you don't... You don't have to copy, paste, copy, paste, you know, all those sorts of things. It just, it, uh, it grows organically. Basically. What are some of the most powerful,
0: uh, value tools, you know, giving value in, in, in the messages that, that you've run across, that, that you've employed?
1: What's your favorite? You know, there's three big ones. Mm-hmm. How can I save that company money? How can I help them grow revenue? Or how can I s- save them time, right? And if I can combine two or three of those, then you've really got something.
0: So, so Jeffrey Fox. I don't know if you've read any of his books. They're, they're nice and simple, easy to read. You know, even I can read them. I thought I had a copy on my desk right now, but I don't. Um, how to be a rainmaker, right? And that, that that speaks right to that. Is is rainmakers dollarize their cell right you're spe- you're selling dollarization, and he has this great example of um and who knows when it was written probably in the sixties or seventies you know you had this this rep a rainmaker who was selling um cough medicine over the counter cough medicine to pharmacies back when we had independent pharmacies you know they're few for <coughs> between these days, but the thing is you're not selling that that Based on this package, you're not selling that pharmacist cough medicine or the most effective cough medicine, right? Because I think for every five cases that they bought, they'd get a free case or a $25 check. So you're selling a $25 check with right. every five, five boxes you get. So how many $25 checks would you like? It was all about ROI, dollarization,
1: um, because that's the reason why businesses buy
0: for the right. most part.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I always, I love calculators, um, net savings mm-hmm. calculator or revenue growth calculators. Anytime I'm meeting with somebody, I pull it in pretty early on because they don't really care about how so much as mm-hmm. what. What is it, well, right?
0: They're, they're hiring you for the how. They don't want right. to have to deal with the how. And that's the reason why people buy is because I, I don't know. I, I don't want to know how. Right. It's not really that important. It's it's more of the what, you know? That's why I'm buying. Yeah. I'm buying the how.
1: What do I get? Exactly. So I lead with that early, early, early in our meetings. It's uh, net savings calculators or growth calculators. Um, mm-hmm. And then once you've done that, you've got their attention. And then they'll say, okay, I want that. So how do you, you – they don't want to do it, but they – want to know what's in it for them. What's in it for them is always um, like right up front in our stories and our messaging and our website and our profiles. It's what's in it for them all the time.
0: Right. It is to, to grow revenue.
1: It is to reduce
0: costs, save time. Right. It doesn't really get in, any, uh, any more exotic than that. Yep. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. It's all the same. It's all the same. And that's the reason why I like the calculators too, right? Is because yeah. you, you get in there, everyone loves a good calculator. Everyone who cares about numbers loves a, a good calculator. And if that person doesn't love a good calculator, you might not be talking to the right person. Right.
1: Right. Right. If you're not getting the feedback of what's in it value wise, you're probably not at the right person. Right. Yeah, you got to get to the person that it affects their pay, their profit, their bonuses, how they get paid, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you're to that person they're I'd say 99.9% of the time, that person is very interested. How are you going to make me more money?
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're very interested in. They don't want to talk about anything else either.
1: Right. If it, right. If it
0: doesn't, if it doesn't center on that, is you're, you're you're selling a feature and benefit that doesn't really matter. Right. So they care about those numbers. How you're going to do that? Not right. the details of how, but you know, just overall, how are you going to
1: do that for me? Right. Exactly. It's like, uh, okay, so this is what's in it for me. What have you got? Okay, yeah. that's kind of what I, the way I look at it, right? Okay, I'm interested in that. So, what what do you what do you want to do, basically? Yeah. And then you go through. Oh, we do this, that, and the other thing to get you to that right there. Okay, now I get it.
0: So, a calculator, uh, like like a straight up calculator, because I mean that that is really good. Because you know we have white papers, and white papers have their plates. It's hard to get someone to read more than a page,
1: right? Right. Absolutely, yeah. No, we use uh, video clips, two minute video clips. We yep. use bulleted lists, bulleted numbers. Lists,
0: I was about to say that bulleted, bulleted lists. And, you can and have a thirty page lists. report or a thirty page white paper, but it's it's everything that you really need to know has to be bulleted on the first page.
1: Right. Exactly. Yep. That's the way it is, and especially these days. If they can't get it when they go to your website and your social media within mm-hmm. about five seconds, it's gonna be right. a lot more reaching out to people because they just don't get it yet so you yeah. you've got to get there somehow so you might as well put it on your profile in your story in your videos you might as well talk about it and yeah. uh, and people don't get annoyed by that because it's value to them right. Mm-hmm. If I hit them up with "Hey, I can solve all your problems," give me fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is. It's not working very good. But if you say "Hey, I can make you more money," okay, let's talk. Yeah, right. So it's okay. all about positioning and and how you do it. But well, it's social selling, is, nice. go ahead.
0: No, it's nice whenever you, you run across someone's profile. I, I don't know if it's overused or not, but, you know, I help companies 20x their ad revenue spent or uh, whatever it may be. You know, I, at least it doesn't, I don't have to dig around why this person is contacting me. I, I know exactly why. And it saves me a lot of time. So I do appreciate that. And then right. I can make the decision to to carry on the conversation or not based on that. But I'm not... Like asking questions or digging around, trying to find out uh, what exactly they're, they're they're selling or doing or, or what they need. They, they just come out top line. I, I like that.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I love to have testimonials, right? Clients mm-hmm. saying it. So yeah. clients saying they did this for me. They did that mm-hmm. for me. Because if you can lead with that kind of information, then it's third party credibility for what you're doing and it's not you selling them on something. It's, yeah. You know,
0: your, your customers are your best salespeople. They yep. should be the, your best salespeople. If you're doing everything right. right, they are your best
1: salespeople. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. And, you know, you and I both live in the world of podcasting. So I love to interview, you know, mm-hmm. clients and, and provide them things of value in the video, yeah. but then talk about what we're doing together as well. Mm-hmm. And in that, you'll get lots of great feedback that, you know, you can utilize, obviously.
0: It is. And it's always nice to, to reach out to, to your own pro- possible prospects and, and customers, right? And invite them onto a podcast. Yes. A very powerful tool.
1: Very. You've lived it. I've lived it. Absolutely. Provide And again, with that, you're providing something of value before mm-hmm. you're asking them for anything. Really? Yeah you know provide something of value to them then you've got a little bit of a relationship going and then you can talk about okay now we can start talking business
0: yeah we talk talk business what's going on in the in the world what's going on in our lives you know what our new ventures are uh, it, it's just a natural conversation and as long as you keep a, a natural conversation it's great but you're, you're adding value to them, but they're adding value to you already as well just by appearing
1: on, on your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. When I'm having a podcast episode discussion with somebody, mm-hmm. uh, I, I get this question sometimes. What's in it for you? Well, I'll get 30,000, 40,000 views of mm-hmm. us and then write the very first thing they look at. Let's just say Rocket Sales pros, rapid sales growth with less time and money. Yeah. So it's right there. So you're coming on with me and mm-hmm. talking and people are going to see that. And then they're going to dig a little deeper. If they're interested in that, they'll dig a little deeper and then set up a meeting and go from there.
0: They will. It's a, it's a it is a very powerful tool. And it's one of the things that um, I think a lot of people, certainly the pandemic created a uh, movement of podcasting. And, you know, we both rode that, that wave uh, as well. Um, but it's, it's fun, no matter what. So it's it's a fun way <laughs> you can cut down that that two minute message, right, which is about our attention span when it comes to to video, mm-hmm. and include that video in there. <clears throat> and I think it's, it's it's better than white papers in a lot of ways.
1: It's yeah, absolutely, it's
0: because attention spans are so short.
1: Right, These right. Things, from a fifteen people. minute interview, you might take one sentence from it and put it on a graphic. Mm-hmm. And that's got it, right? It's right there. And though so I
0: do think podcasts are about the only form of content where you you have more than two minute attention span, right? People will listen to an hour long podcast. Right. They will yep. do that. All other forms of that they, they won't read five thousand words. You know, that they, they, they there's a lot of things they won't do. Right. But for some reason, podcasts continue to thrive the longer they get.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because it's storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. People yep. don't remember facts and figures, but they do remember how you made them feel. And if they got excited about something, they'll remember that, <laughs> right? So they, you they tell, well. storytelling works. You know, it yeah, just th- does.
0: Duner and I talked about this all the time, right? We, we, we continue to talk about it, right? Having guests because, I mean, he has a lot of guests. He's got three shows a week, five guests each, you know, 15, 20 guests uh, every single week. And, you know, no one's going to remember facts and figures about your company or right. what services you offer or, or hardly anything. They're going right. to remember how you make them feel. Right. And the only way you can do that is through storytelling, right? So... It's a, a, a powerful tool. I, I just, I the you know the Audible has those special you know two for one credit books, and uh, and I downloaded one or I bought one. I guess I used credit for one on the science of storytelling, and I, I'm I'm excited to to really dig into that. Yeah, because it's how we communicate. It's how humans communicate is through stories. Yes, And um, the the better storyteller you can be, the better salesperson you're going to be.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've traveled a ton in my career, nine different countries I've worked in. And uh, those are long flights, you know, 10 hour flights, 13 hour flights. Audiobooks are amazing. Yes. Because you're just kind of sitting there listening to stories and Mm -hmm. you're absorbing it and you're not. For one, on a ten-hour flight, you know you'd strain your eyes pretty hard yeah. if you're trying to read that long, you know. But but you can listen, and in the case of what you do and what I've been doing, video is where it's at. I feel like you know, it's uh, right there. It's motion, it's movement, it's telling yeah. stories. It's it's it, very very whether awful.
0: it's a video podcast or audio podcast, uh, or whether it even should be called a podcast doesn't really matter is that long form storytelling is, you know, movies are still two hours. Right. They've almost been usurped over the last uh, since Netflix and everyone started streaming services and being able to uh, produce a limited series or or series that two hours been replaced by 10 episodes, 11, 12 episodes, 12 hour movies, if you will, that you can binge watch all at once. And I think it's, you know, not to dive into movies and, and movies based on books. But a lot of, a lot of times that the book's better than the movie, because in a two hour time frame you can't cram in all the, the, um, intricate storylines are weaved through a 300 page novel where if you have a 12 hour limited series or eight episodes or however episode, however many episodes it takes to, to tell that story in a more complete way from a book, uh, those do tremendous. I mean, I, I enjoy them much better, and um, that they, they perform much better. You know, on critic reviews and people reviews, I, I think storytelling is is the the natural uh,
1: thread weaving all this together. Right. Absolutely. I think it goes. All the way back to the beginning of civilization, you know, mm-hmm. storytelling and for different reasons, you know, warning people yeah. that things kept coming or things that happened or what we could do, you know, goes all the way, way, way back. Storytelling, it does. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing to listen to an audiobook, Let's just say a 10 hour audio book. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the movie and there's so many things taken out. Right. Yeah. You, you just can't get it all in. Right. So, uh um, no, you can't. Yeah. It's you interesting. It's,
0: and, and, you know, you, you can't use the calculator without, without this, the story behind it. Right. Right. The calculator grabs the attention and then how and what becomes a story that reinforces those numbers. It's that proof that you have to give
1: that the evidence which is told in a story. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sure you've sat through a PowerPoint meeting before where they had lists of things, mm-hmm. right. And talking through them. And it's at the end, you feel like uh, you've been beat up a little bit. <laughs> yep. And so, but <clears throat> when you have a, let's just say a picture of something that happened uh, some machines and a little quote mm-hmm. and you're talking about it, right. That's a whole different thing. It is. It's the same information, but the way that you go about it, um, it's a totally different result.
0: Completely different. Yeah. No, the, the death by PowerPoint, the the, the bullet points, uh, right. you know, 20 different bullet points and no one's going to retain any of it. <laughs> uh, you give out the slide deck or you send out the, the, the slide deck via email afterwards. Uh, not one single person is probably going to open that up and go through it again unless their job's on the line, I suppose. Right. And problem, maybe even then no one would, no one would (laughs) would go through it. But if you, if you can, pictures, pictures and words and tying that all together, people will just naturally remember it. And it is hard. It would all be authors writing books if, um, if we're, Master storytellers, I suppose, but right, right. It's, the better you can get at it, you're going to show. It's going to show up in your wallet.
1: Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, the better you can get at storytelling and using emotion, frankly, yep. um, getting somebody emotionally involved in it, that <laughs> will help you in sales, um, yes. for sure. And so. You know, whenever I do a case study slide, it'll have images. Mm -hmm. It might have 25 words of text. I might talk about it for two minutes. But it's, oh, we went here and did that, and they did this, and we talked about it, and they decided to do that. And then that is what really got it to the new level of revenue Mm -hmm. or cost reduction or whatever, you know.
0: Do you do do most of your case studies for for clients uh, through the white paper form, or are you using more video interviews?
1: It's a mix. I'm using a lot more videos and images.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Video is just easier to do in in a lot of ways. Once you have the editing down, um, you just show up and talk. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You can record record an episode with a customer to talk about the great things they're doing. And intertwined in there, I love working with you on this, that, and the other Mm -hmm. thing, and let them talk, right? Yeah. And then from there, they get value from it, you get value from it, and you might pull two or three images from that that you can then use as well, right? So when you're following up with people, you're not sending them four paragraphs of things that you're hoping they're going to read. You're sending them a two-minute clip or a picture um, that says it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just storytelling. And in in the day we live in today, it's very short attention spans. So (laughs) try and hit them with the meat as early as you can. And uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think. um, Do do you think is attention spans? I I read some article today. Right. So is it attention spans or is just the amount of
1: content? I think it's it is the amount of uh, with. the amount of information that is going on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you just have to decide. But I, I think once you decide on what you're going to to spend your time looking at, I suppose, right? Right. You, you spend just as much time as someone in the Middle Ages, probably. Right. It's just there's so much more information coming at you all the time and a lot of it is poorly done.
1: Right. Right. It's information overload, you know, and, uh, if you can show them again, value, why would they, w- they will, they will dig deeper. They will do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that. But if they can't see the value in it real quick, uh, these days, especially because they have maybe skimming through a hundred different emails that day. Yeah. And which one am I going to spend my time with? And if there's something in it for them, then of course they'll, d- you know, dig in a little deeper.
0: That they will but you have to, to lead with that.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Right. I mean, you have to yep. lead with that because people aren't going to get three sentences deep. Yep. Exactly. Or yep. just going to be lost in translation, lost in the message, lost in, in, in everything.
1: Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. If you, you know, and I've done tons of email campaigns going back to the 1990s, -hmm. late nineties, the subject is extremely important. Yes. And then what you say in the first sentence and what you have there visually just is so important. Uh, You can, you can track it. You know, I could write two paragraphs and have a semi okay subject. I'll get 15% open rate. I hit them with a snazzy headline topic that is targeted for what they need in, uh, in that industry. Mm-hmm. And then a few bullets of here's what we've done with proof, yep. you know, uh, that'll get a 40% open rate, you know, so it makes all the difference.
0: We we're talking about bullet points in, in PowerPoints, but bullet points in emails, much better. I mean, you have to write whatever communication does, email, LinkedIn message, doesn't really matter to be scannable. Right, you have to 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 format it, write it, and format it to where someone can scan it because they are going to scan it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, I think that they is something important. That, yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're going to go right over it, and if it's dense paragraphs packed in with a lot of words, there, it's just. And I've done that many times. I've just gotten to the end of the day. where it's like I can't read anymore. I do have another question for you um, on the marketing emails, right? Do you think that? they've become too templated. And when I say that, you know, a formal title, uh, an image of something, right. Usually a stock image or or that, that, that you can kind of sniff out that, you know, that traditional template now of a a marketing email that people go through MailChimp that, Kind of signals I'm unimportant, but we're sending something out.
1: (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I do. They all kind of look alike from the same school of of
1: marketing. Right. Yeah, I think there's two different levels. Um, And honestly, with the way that spam filters work these days, if you're doing an outreach using an email, um, you can't include graphics and free and five links in it or it's going straight to the spam filter. And Mm -hmm. so, but for those people that have already signed up, they're your customers, um, you can do newsletters with multiple sections and they like that. But if you're doing an outreach, it's a whole different methodology, basically. Yeah, you you have to
0: avoid certain words, free being a, a big
1: one. Right. Probably
0: wire transfers. Probably another one that <laughs> right. probably gets struck down.
1: Bank account in the Caymans. Avoid uh, that yeah. one at all costs.
0: Yeah, don't <laughs> talk about cousins or or uncles that are kings of some <laughs> nameless
1: country. Right. Exactly. Yes. Avoid those things for sure.
0: And, uh, I know. I know a lot of people. I I, I use cold emails. Uh, quite a bit starting out and I still do, you know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and I, I sent a lot of them back in 2018, 2019, I sent a lot of cold emails and, um, they worked, they worked well enough.
1: Yes. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's
0: still messaging people cold, whether it's a call or an email or uh, a podcast, whatever it may be, it, it's, it's the only way you can meet new people is cold.
1: Right. It's got to go from cold to warm and then hot or closed. Right. Yeah. It's got to make that transition. And yeah, I, you know, when I get emails, I get probably way too many emails, mm-hmm. but there are ones that I get and it's cold email and I know it is, but yeah. it's something I'm interested in. Yeah. So I'll it's click right. on it and I'll, I'll say, wow, I'm really interested uh, some company. I won't say who it was, was mm-hmm. talking about omnipresent targeted campaigns all across multiple social media platforms. You're all, mm-hmm. and what in the mind of the other person? They're like, they are everywhere. Well, no, they're not yeah. really. But you're retargeting them again and mm-hmm. again on different platforms, and and r- delivering things of value, so they're going to want to click it. You know, it's clickbait. Yeah. I guess is the the way they they, they say it's clickbait. But it works, <laughs> so
0: yeah. I mean, even on social media, right? That that's, that that rule of that the first time someone sees your your company or or, or you, they ignore it. It takes takes someone five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times to to really draw them in to any
1: action whatsoever. Yep, absolutely. There's stats on it. You know, mm-hmm. there's stats that. Ninety percent of sales happen between the fifth and twelfth touch. Yeah. Basically. And I believe that. I do too. I believe that's true. If you're talking about taking somebody from completely cold they don't know you to we're working on a business deal, it's gotta be that, you know. Yeah. Now you'll have some that they were in a bad spot and they needed that and they'll take the first email and they will do something. Yeah. But the majority are going to be in the later five, six, seven, eight touches, basically. Maybe
0: one out of every hundred deals you do, you'll right. have that that one call close or that one contact close. Right. But most of them are going to be in that five to twelve. Yeah. Seventy percent, eighty percent of them are going to be, in, and then twenty percent, a little bit over the twelve, a little bit under the the, the five, mostly probably. You know, thirty-five or thirty-nine percent are going to be above that twelve, and just one or two under that five.
1: Yeah, that and I mean,
0: that?
1: and sometimes it takes twenty-five or forty, yeah. and it's extended across a period of time, of course. But mm-hmm. um, in my sales career, when you're lock- working on a large enterprise deal, you know, hundreds of thousands or a million dollars. Um, you might have to message that company for two years to finally get there. Um, yep. Even if you know the right players, you mm-hmm. still they don't move fast on a $1 million deal. So no. you're just going to have to keep on giving them things that they're going to want to look at and keep in front of them. And if you don't keep in front of them, then somebody else will, and then Someone they're going to go with the person that's keeping in front of them.
0: Yeah, it, it takes a long time for, and those million dollar deals are oftentimes uh, reconfiguring the the status quo of a yeah. company, right? And that status quo is a big competitor for all of us. And um and, and once you, so so if we talk about going back to your history too, TMS systems, right? Yeah, and replacing a TMS system is it's tough to compete with the status quo and it takes a long time for companies to, to, to move. Right. Uh, and then once they move, it takes a lot long time for them to decide. And then once they decide it takes a long time to implement sometimes. Right. So yeah,
1: (laughs) right. It's like a a lot of hurry, hurry, hurry up and wait. So, okay, great. We've closed now. We got to get a team in place, do all the integrations, take your data, move it over here, do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, we'll do that in about two months from now, you know. Yeah, yeah. uh, Hurry up and wait. (laughs) Hurry
0: up and wait. Hurry up and wait, always. Yeah. Well, Andy, thanks for for stopping by. It's been a great discussion as always. And um, for our listeners out there to to go in and contact you, uh, ask you your
1: advice.
0: Talk about Rocket Sales Pros. How do, uh, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, on LinkedIn is probably the best, easiest. Um, there's my profile, both companies listed there. And you can click on the website, uh, rocketsalespros.com or truckingtower.com. And uh, Kevin, I, I love what you're doing. I've been following you forever. We've talked multiple mm-hmm. times. I love what you do. I love the show, uh, what you're doing to help people. It's very, very cool. So thanks like, for I having love
0: what me you on. Do too. So mutual respect because I love what you do, Rocket sells Pros, and um, and getting out there, podcasting, shooting the video, and uh, and just hustling all the time.
1: Yeah, well, it's fun. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. So uh, I love what you're doing. Thanks again for having me on. You
0: bet. Thanks, Andy. And that all wraps right. it up for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. The Freight Sales Show for Closers. You can download this podcast wherever you download your podcast at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. And uh, go, you know, give us a rating, give us some comments. Uh, it helps out tremendously, much more than you'd ever think. So, with that, until the next episode, let's put that coffee down. See you then.